You're tapped in to an X-Men shortcast for the black queer perspective. 10 minutes of the unapologetic, the unfiltered, and the undeniable. Join me as I race the clock with old and new friends talking mutants, mess, meaning, and much, much more. This is Immortal X of Words. By one of the best cartoons of the 1990s. Yeah. Um, which is the adaptation in 92, I think, of X-Men in that run. Oh, but okay. between those two things, I eventually found my way to Runaways because I was a big fan of Joe Chen's artwork. Yes. Um, and so that was my introduction to X-Men in, like, in, in that order. Uh, but comics in general, I'm an old lady, right? So, like, I started with, like, physical copies of Archie, like, back when. Oh. I know, I know, I know. Listen. Not Archie. Um, I know. So, so those, like, that and, like, comic strips are my introduction to, like, visual storytelling in general that was not, like, uh, audiovisual media. Yep. And from there, I got really heavy into a lot of, the like, the image dark horse uh dc's uh alternative imprint uh vertigo yes yeah yeah i was a heavy heavy vertigo kid which is really interesting because i don't really fuck with dc at all at this point yeah um so i i like i might need to go to therapy about that because i don't have like a good reason for my abandonment it's just how things worked out and I will still go back to that part of DC Sandbox. Yeah. But like in general, I just, I can't be bothered. Um, the new uh, Poison Ivy run, there are some Gail Simone um, and the adaptation for um, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. Like that interests me, like that relationship and that particular part of the universe. But in general, I, I don't really, those aren't my people. I don't know those folks. Well... We tried. <laughs> we tried to make it work for DC, I'm afraid. <laughs> they lost another one. That was a very open-ended question, but it seems it just can't capture folks in the same way. Before I get myself in hot trouble, I'm going to introduce the episode. Hi, everyone. This is Immortal X of Words. I'm Ashley. It's nice to see you again. Thank you for spending the time with us. Today, I have across from me, brand new first-time guest, Winifred Burton. Uh, say hello, Winifred Burton. Hello, I'm Winifred Burton. I write horror, primarily fantasy, and a bit of science fiction now and then. She's staying mysterious. Indeed. You can follow Winifred if you want to learn anything more, and you do, at author Winifred. That's A-U-T-H-O-R-W-I-N-I-F-R-E-D. Is that, did I get it? That's correct. Nice. I was like, is there... Is there a fucking underscore? There's always a fucking underscore. No, no, no underscore. All one word. And that's no matter where you are, no matter how far, I am the same on every platform. Ah, uh, that was nice. There was a hint of Diana Ross in it. Oh, more than a little bit. <laughs> There's choreography, if I'm being honest. <laughs> but um, that's neither here nor there. Okay. All right. So today's question is the first in a new series that wants to dive into the connections between people and comics. We talk a lot about what happens in the pages and I want to talk about what is happening in people's hearts and minds. So welcome brand new guest Winifred into brand new series. What's your nerd 
origin story. So I'm going to hit the timer and our X starts. Fuck, when's it start? It starts, it starts now. There. Okay. <laughs> do that, please do that every episode. Okay. <laughs> No, um, I think like any proper uh, anti-hero or hero, my origin story, my nerd origin story starts with trauma, right? Like, can you even make a proper nerd without a little bit of trauma? So yes. I'm very much scoring 10 out of 10 on that. Um, but my connection to fantasy and um, the supernatural and all of these things that get explored, these themes that get explored in these books. Yeah. Um, God, probably the same place. Like I said, just being a little too neurodivergent, a little too traumatized, and like, ooh, here's this whole other world. Yeah. I've seen over there. Um, and I was telling you before that, like, I'm old enough that I literally started with Archie comic books. Yeah. Um, and from there, I got into um, a lot of your animated comic, like, superhero storylines. To be completely honest with you, I'm just going to keep it a buck. Yeah. Miles Morales is the first time I cared about Spider-Man since, like, Spider-Man and his amazing friends, right? Which is fair. So, like, I, I mean, I just, I was not clocked in. It was not something that spoke to me. And, um, I mean, I loved that series as a kid, but, yeah. like, the whole arcs uh, in the books and then also the movies, like, I believe I watched the first uh, adaptation because that's what people were doing at the time. And I was a person. So like, sure, why not? But like no recollection or investment in that at all. Okay. Um, and from there, like I was really, like I said, heavy into vertigo image, dark horse. And a lot of the times I got uh, pulled in by the artwork. So like I said, Joe Chen is one of my favorite artists. Okay. I've seen. Yep. Um, but what got me back to like your capes and tights world right. is all of this black genius that has been flooding Marvel. Right. Because I like, again, like I was very invested in Marvel properties, but like the Marvel books, I didn't really start circling around to until I started seeing all of these black creators getting involved and really having fun with and expanding these storylines and these characters. Like, Steph Williams's Jean Grey fainting situation, <laughs> but these memes and these like, listen, yep. loved, 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 loved watching that on Twitter, and then watching her rise in comics has been really fulfilling as a fan. Yeah, uh, and getting into her Nubia run is uh, one of the next things I'm planning to do. Uh, but like I said, seeing all of this black genius flood this aspect of comics yeah. has made it like the, it's just made it more appealing to me personally. So like, I'll still go back and read things like saga, which I was obsessed with for a good long while. Um, <laughs> that is so good. And other things, but like I said, like the Marvel aspect of it, I didn't really get back into the physical books until we were involved. Take that for what, take that for what you will. No, it's exactly it, it is what it is. Like yeah. there was a lot. There was a lot of comics that weren't really ever meant to, I think, speak to an actual non-white presence. 
there, there, there were books that were definitely meant to allude to us, but never to speak to us. If that Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I went back after Across the Spider-Verse, I looked into Hobie's character mm-hmm. and like Hobie on screen is a vision, a revelation. I am obsessed. Yeah. Hobie on the page was something else entirely. It was giving blindside, to be honest. Like, oh. like it's, it's okay. You can turn yourself around. You've never hurt anyone. Like, like making Hobie like kind of a villain. And I was like, oh, I didn't expect that at all. So that process of flipping that character, I think speaks to not only the changing times, but like I said, having somebody in the room who's like, oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) That's not okay. (laughs) We're doing something else. Like that doesn't work. Exactly. And, And getting more diverse in the behind the camera, I think is the big thing as well, because we're not just faces, we're voices, we're experiences, we're perspectives. And uh, yeah, watching watching clear white words come out of black mouths has been such a legacy part of my fandom. Mm. You know, so it, it, it's tough because... Anyway, before I jump into me, I think you've covered like two early questions that I think should form the basis of whatever this series ends up being. But that's okay. the, like, what is the first? You've told us what your first foray into comics were was, which was sort of the Archie stuff, which was the Vertigo stuff, um, those imprints. How did you get into X comics? What was your pull into the mutant world? Like I said, it was definitely Runaways. Um, okay, ah, okay. That's that, see, that journey. Oh. Which is very, like, roundabout, right? Because other is. than that, like, I knew of these characters having been exposed to them uh, from the cartoon series and like right. seeing the occasional, uh, I was a library kid, right? So yeah. um, the graphic novel section of the library was where, like if I was going to get a physical copy other than, like I said, those first Archie comics, yeah. all of my comic experience came from the library. So like I was not, it wasn't until I was an adult where I was like, I need bag and board, I need variant covers, like I need all of that, right? And then we're gonna <laughs> just get into the comics later. Like I right. didn't do any of that until I was grown. Prior to that, it was this little grubby kid and like like up until like 19 or 20, little grubby yeah. kid going to the library and checking out whatever they had. So my reading habits were really like, oh, well this looks this has an interesting cover. Yes. I'll try it. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like a like a oh this is my fandom this is my culture this is my home right. it was more like I'll try these things because this is what I have access to and I think for a lot of people especially now like getting a hold of printed material and like indulging in fandom um, you have to find a way to, to a path to it yeah um, that's more affordable because it's. Yeah. Like I said, as as a kid reading comics, I like I did I didn't have the money to do that. And if it weren't for the library, like a public library, I would not have. I don't know that I ever would have picked up a comic beyond like the newspaper, right? I see. No, I, I totally get you. Um, I uh, and I really love what you said about it being like a refuge, mm. like comics being a place where you could not only maybe escape temporarily, but also feel also see a template for what you were experiencing a little bit and so how did how did runaways meet that for you oh god (laughs) 
baby, we have 10 minutes. <laughs> Less than. So, so I, I can't delve into that. But the identity of being a young person struggling against, you know, your, your immediate family, the larger world, and just feeling like being equipped with skills and talents, yeah. but also like having the odds stacked against you. So that, I think that is my primary connection without like, like you sending a bill to me for, you know, a full explanation. <laughs> okay. No, but I totally get that. I, 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 looking back on how I connected to comics, I was always really drawn to uh, an underdog and I think also, mm-hmm. before I even knew really how to put a name on my on my gayness, mm. there was something about a secret identity that I resonated with. Yes, I think even early, that idea of having a secret about who you really are was brewing in there. And I would read it and go, wait, I know that. I get mm. that. I understand that. And I mean, it was kind of inverted because they took the masks off to be home and I would put the mask on to be home. But I felt that. So I, I love to hear these little tidbits of what drew us into these places that we love now. That taking the mask, putting the mask on at home really resonates with me. I think it resonates with a lot of Black queerness. Yeah. Um, and kind of being like oh not me those other people Mm. y'all be safe right and so that like being special but not being able to be visibly special for fear of persecution very much relating to the black queer experience um and again kind of having that like when i get these powers together it's over for y'all right yeah that that is something I've always really appreciated about, um, you know, just that idea of being born special and being born different. Right? Yes. That mutanity, which I love, again, for the record, brilliant. Um, what I really appreciate about that concept. Yeah. Okay. Well, now that we've had the activity completed section of the, of the timer, that is our official end. So, okay. Winifred, thank you. Thank you so much for, for being here and telling me a little bit about what uh, has connected you to the pages and the panels. It has been an absolute joy to meet you and speak to you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I have been really happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you to anybody who's listening. Uh, always a pleasure to have you here with us as well. I've been Ashley. Did you forget about the sign-off? Oh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yes. The blooper is here. I don't know why I'm putting my hands up like I'm in trouble. (laughs) Go for it. Take it away. Take it away. (laughs) No, no, please. Please continue. We've got the blooper situation covered. Okay. And and that is Winifred. And this has been Immortal X of Words. Thank you. (laughs) Good luck.